Welcome to Teen Talk News. I'm Phil Cross, co-director of the Epic News Network, a journalism program for the students of Epic Charter Schools. Uh, Today we're joined with Solomon and Jensen talking about the news headlines for this week. And one of the biggest stories happening right now is President Joe Biden made his first address to a joint session of Congress, although spread out uh, remotely uh, due to social distancing. Uh, Jensen, let's uh, let's start with you. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what the president said and what his goals are. Um, so on Wednesday night, which was yesterday, um, Joe Biden gave his um, a speech and he basically called for an expansion of federal programs to help drive the pan- um, economy and to recover and go past the pand- pandemic. Sorry and um, extend the social safety net on a scale that um, he has said that is not has not been seen in decades. Um, and in his first address, he pointed to the um, nation's emergence from the coronavirus as a moment for America to prove that its democracy will still work and maintain private primacy in the world. He said that he was going to expand on federal programs for to help the economy. Well, I think it's a good move because like we do need to eventually get back to like a, we need to create like a new normal to where we can to where we can like be able to do the things we want to do again and I think that it's good that we're like moving ahead and that we're moving forward. Is the price tag too much? Uh, that's the GOP's concern is that it's uh, too expensive to pay for all of the president's plans. Uh, the president has announced that he wants to put a higher tax on the uh, highest wage earners. And is that uh, is that going to work for you guys? I mean, I think like maybe maybe there sh- could be like some limitations on it. But besides that, I think that like I think he's like doing a pretty good job. Like if it's going to help with the situation that we're in, I think we should put as much money as we need to, but not overdo it. I agree. So many kind of really hit it on the nail. We can't, it's kind of finding the right balance between not doing enough and doing too much. Just got to find the middle ground. Biden's speech highlighted the um, Biden's fundamental belief in the power of government as the force of good, even though um, with all with the pandemic, plus the riots and all of that stuff, the government has been on the case of scorn for like a lot for a long time. And so one of his quotes was, I can report to the nation, America is on the move again. He said, turning peril into possibility, crisis into opportunity, setback into strength, which I kind of like that quote. I mean, well, like, it's, it's just, it's just good. I mean, like, because this country always needs to be like active because we're seen as one of the greatest countries in the world or one of the most powerful countries in the world and i i believe that we need to like try and keep up that reputation but also like also like do the things that make make others think that we're a great country and the president also pointed to maybe trying to get some police reforms through Congress uh, on a federal level, talked about uh, race issues uh, in this country. 
in the GOP response done by Senator Tim Scott, uh, who is uh, a black man himself. He said America is not a racist country and says Democrats are wielding race as a political weapon. I don't necessarily agree with it because, like, this country was basically built off of racism, built off the idea that one race is higher than the other. Like, it's... I'm not sure, entirely sure. I mean, I I don't agree with it, but I just, I mean, I hope that we do get police reform, but it's, it, I don't believe that this isn't a racist country. Is race a political weapon or is it, uh, it are these discussions something that, that we need to have in right now? I honestly believe it, that it can be both because we're constantly seeing like police brutality against other races against minorities and it's it's not it's not cool but also i I do i do understand how it could be a political weapon because if you like if you're running for office you want to get the minority vote then you're gonna you're more than likely gonna say that you're gonna do something or you're gonna you're actually going going to do something to help out that racial group I do agree. Um, Salman, you kind of hit that right on the nail there. I don't really have anything to add. Um, I do want to say that also in his speech, he a lot of times he kind of pointed towards democracy itself. And he said that um, the government should take care of its own as a powerful symbol to the world of an America willing to forcibly follow its ideas, ideals and people. He can... Uh, um, he confronted an issue rarely faced by an American president, namely that in order to compete with um, to compete with um, like China, um, the nation like America needs to prove that democracy still works. That was a quote from him. And another quote was, can our democracy overcome the lies, anger, hate, and fears that have pulled us apart? He asked. America is adversaries. The, the I don't even, I don't know how to say that either. So... America's adversaries are betting it can't. They believe that we are too full of anger and division and rage. They look at the images of the mob, mob that assaulted this capital as proof that the sun is setting on American democracy. They are wrong, and we have to prove them wrong. I don't really know what to really think about that or what to say about that. I mean, like, if I, I, I just don't really know. Moving on yeah. to another part of the speech, we had, uh, you know, another discussion about uh, COVID-19 and the pandemic. Oklahoma continues to see improvements. We've got uh, mask ordinances set to expire at the end of this week, but other parts of the country are still struggling with this. What are our latest numbers right around here, Jensen? Okay, so in um, for like COVID case death and then rate of infection for Oklahoma County specifically, because um, there for cases there are um, eighty six thousand and thirty cases, and we have had four hundred and eleven new ones since yesterday, which is Wednesday. And then for deaths, we've had one thousand one hundred ninety four with twenty new ones on Wednesday. And then the rate of infection is currently eleven point zero 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 six percent. For Oklahoma, we have had four hundred forty seven cases. 447,642 cases, sorry. And then we've had 249 new ones on Wednesday. And then for deaths, we've had 6,788 with 72 new ones on Wednesday. The rate of infection for Oklahoma is 
or two for nine percent. And for the vaccine, the vaccination efforts are going very well, though. For Oklahoma, currently twenty. 9.1% of the state is fully vaccinated, and for the United States, the U.S. in general, 29.9% is fully vaccinated. So those are, the numbers are going up, and hopefully um, we'll be able to get back to normal or as close that, as that can be. And our final thought today, Jensen, what, uh, tell us a little bit about the news from NASA. All right. So um, Michael Collins passed away yesterday, which is April 28th. Sorry, misspoke. Um, And he flew aboard Gemini 10 and served as command module pilot for Apollo 11. So he was the guy who kind of stayed on the spaceship, didn't get to go on the moon, which kind of like sucks that he didn't get to. But like somebody's got to do it. Like I personally wouldn't want to have to explain to my boss that I let aliens steal my spaceship or something. That'd kind of be unfortunate. I mean, it had to like kind of. I mean, it had to be like kind of like a disappointment to him, but still, I'm sure he was very happy to at least be in space and be able to see what a lot of people in their lifetime won't even won't, won't be able to see. Although it seems like we're getting closer to space tourism anymore, the the more headlines you read, would either of you in your do you see either of yourselves uh, in your future ever signing up for a space tourism trip? Uh, I I don't see myself ever signing up for something like that. I guess I've seen too many space movies to ever try and do something like that. I can definitely see myself doing it. Like if I don't. If I'm not ended up working in space, then you best believe I'm going as on many trips as possible. But um, like Zalman, I've seen a lot of movies that end badly with this kind of stuff. And well, um, with every test flight, we're one trip closer to real life among us. Let's go. And that's going to wrap us up for today. For Solomon and Jensen, I'm Phil Cross with the Epic News Network. We'll talk to you next week.